Hey, it's so good to welcome you to Fields Church Online, and we are so pleased that you've tuned in for this message. No matter what's going on in your world right now, we pray that you come away feeling encouraged by this message. So, Father God, I want to thank you. Thank you for all you do for us. Thank you, Father, that we have the privilege of coming here to meet. Thank you, Lord, we have the privilege of praising you. And thank you, Father, we have your word. And Lord, I pray now that as Richard comes and shares with us, Lord, give us ears to hear what you want to say to us. Lord, I thank you that you're here, your spirit is working. And thank you, Father, that we can hear from you. So we just give this time to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. So Father God, I pray for Richard now as he brings your word. Lord, I thank you that he has been studying, he's been preparing. I thank you, Father, that he has a word in season for us. And Lord, I thank you that he has heard from you and he will be faithful. Thank you, Father, that you are here and you are speaking and your spirit is is at work with us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, band. Good morning, everybody. How are you all this morning? How are we all doing? Are you nice and warm? Hallelujah. I just want to welcome any visitors here this morning. If you're here for the first time, you're very welcome to join us as we worship together. Thank you, band. You did a great job. I just want to read from, um, from Joel 2. I'm just going to find the passage before I have a look at it. Yeah, it's from Joel 2, verse 28. The Lord's promise of his spirit. Aren't you glad that we have a father who holds fast to his promises? When he promises something, he sees that through. And this is the promise of the Holy Spirit. This is the prophet Joel. And he says, And after I've poured out my my reins again, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. How many sons and daughters do we have here this morning? We've got four or five here. That's great. I'm one. Glad, so glad you, you're putting your hands up and acknowledge that. That's fantastic. I will cause wonders in the heavens and on the earth. What does that mean? Who'd like to see the wonders of God being poured out on the earth? Amen? Yeah, some, there's a guy at the back there, Steve. He's just, both arms are up. He's just going wild. And, and Ian as well. That's great. I acknowledge that. That's fantastic. I will pour out my spirit even on servants, men and women alike. I will cause wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon will turn blood red before the great and terrible day of the Lord arrives. That's not happening at the moment and we need to be ready. Tell your neighbor you need to be ready. And anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What a great promise. Let's just, I just want to pray as well. This morning, as we look at this subject, we're studying the gifts of the Spirit, so we want to look at that. I just want to pray. Father God, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that when you left the earth, you promised 
the Holy Spirit to come to be our helper, to be our comforter, to be our guide. Someone who will lead us into all truth. Someone who will guide us as we go through this life, that we're not alone. That we have Father, Son and Holy Spirit around us every single day. And wherever we go, Father God, when we go from this place today, wherever we go, we go into a world that is lost, that is broken, that needs a saviour, that needs a redeemer. Father, help us to be more reliant on the Holy Spirit as we go out, Lord, facing our weak. That you would use us, partner with us, collaborate with us, Father God, to meet the needs of people through your son, Jesus. Father, as I share the word of life this morning, I thank you that it brings life, that it sustains life. Thank you, Jesus. You said my words are spirit and they are life, life to all who find them. The word of God is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And the word is like a seed and the heart is like a soil. Thank you, Father God, as I share the word of life, that seed, that incorruptible seed, the word of God is incorruptible seed, will go into every heart. I thank you that every heart is ready, every ear is ready to hear what the Spirit would say to the church today. And if you love the Lord, you'll say amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 5. We'll get there in a minute. We're studying spiritual gifts uh, from 1 Corinthians 12, we're going to look at just the nine spiritual gifts that are listed in 1 Corinthians 12. We're not going to go there, but just turn me, with me to Acts chapter 5. I'll explain in a minute, minute. These nine gifts, I would break down personally into three categories. The first one is the word of wisdom. We looked at that the other week. The word of knowledge we're going to look at today. The discerning of spirits. The power gifts I would class as faith, gifts of healings and working of miracles. How many of you know that God is a miracle-working God? Do you know that? You are a miracle. Do you know that? You're a walking miracle. You've got the Holy Spirit within you, a miracle. The next one is prophecy, then tongues, and then interpretation of tongues, we've looked at the word of wisdom and the gift of faith, and I know this is a difficult, challenging subject, and we're not going to get all of this in just a few weeks and understand every single gift. These gifts, you need deeper study, and then you've got to ask God to give you these gifts, because he wants to use these gifts in the body, to bless the body, to encourage the body, to strengthen the body. Say that, God has given me spiritual gifts and if I don't have them come on I can ask for them do you think God will give you something if you if you ask him for something do you really believe that praise God there's a few on the front row that really believe that but I want us to challenge I want to challenge you today to be expectant when you come to church be expectant in your life group. It isn't, life group isn't just a place where we can sit, have a little bit of worship, you know, read a couple of verses of scripture, have some tea and coffee and cake. That's lovely. But what about using the gifts in the, in the life group as well? Or using those gifts wherever you are in the world, in your day, when you meet mums at the school, in your workplace. 
I'll say this before. I used to say that I was the pastor in my workplace. And I would share my faith with my work colleagues. Those who didn't know Jesus need Jesus, don't they? Who are we going to share our faith with? And I want us to stretch our faith. To stretch our faith. To dare to believe God. That he would move in you and me. How many of you feel sort of weak sometimes? It's okay to say, yeah, I feel weak. You know God will use any vessel, any willing vessel, whether you're weak or not, whether you think you've got it together or not. How many have got it all together? No one. No one's got it all together. None of us, not not even me. I know that's astounding on the past of it. Not even me. We, We are weak sometimes and we fail sometimes because we're human, aren't we? We're just human. But isn't it amazing that the God who created all things is interested in you and the God who created all things, doesn't, it doesn't matter, he doesn't look at your weakness because he sees, when he looks at you, Cindy, he sees Jesus. He sees Jesus, a walking miracle. Isn't that amazing? Your wife is a walking miracle, Mark. There you go. You didn't know that, but you know that today. You heard it first here at Fields Church. And it's amazing that God will choose to use us as weak vessels. Perfect God working through imperfect people. So I want to challenge you to spend time with the Holy Spirit when you leave this place today, every day, to get before God and ask Him to use you. Ask Him to fill you. Amen? There's a, there's a, a verse in James It says, You have not because you... Who, who knows that? Shout it out. You have not because you ask not, or you ask amiss. We looked at a verse, it says, earnestly desire the best gifts. Who's Paul writing to in 1 Corinthians? Who's he writing to? The church. He wasn't just writing to the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the teachers and evangelists. He was writing to the church. And he's saying, these gifts are for you. Why don't you ask me for these gifts? You know, as I was studying this, this word ask came to mind. And I think it's mentioned about nearly 300 times in the Bible. And as I was thinking about this, I thought of Elisha. When Elijah was going to be carried to heaven, Elisha went up to him and Elijah said, what can I do for you? And he said, I want a double portion of your anointing. Who would have thought, who would have thought, you know, what a cheeky little chappy. Fancy asking for that. But why not? Why not ask? He said, what can I do for you? Because he worked miracles, didn't he, Elijah? Is that right? He said, I want a double portion of your anointing. Did you know Elisha performed more miracles than Elijah? Elijah uh, did eight miracles and Elisha 16. Isn't that amazing? Because he asked. If you don't ask, you, you don't get. We know these things. I don't know whether that's a biblical verse. If you don't ask, you don't get. If anyone can find that for me, come afterwards and let me know what that is. And Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. But we've got to ask. How good are we at asking? I speak to many Christians and they say, oh, I don't like asking God for anything. Why not? How many parents have we got here? We've got a few. Do your kids ever ask you for anything? especially at Christmas. Christmas is coming, Josh. Have you spoken to your dad? Not yet. Have you asked him for... Or you ask, Oh, no, you asked Father Christmas for you. That's it, yeah. You haven't got over that yet. He's not... Re- oh, no. 
I've just said he's not real. Oh dear. No, get over that, that you keep asking Father Christmas for your presence. You need to sp- Good man. Oh, I've got one here today. Where's my shepherd's staff? Where is it? Oh, I've left it somewhere. You know why they've got that staff? The shepherd's crook. He's got a pointed end, one end, so you can jab the sheep, and the other one to rein them in with the, with the hook. We won't do that today because God is a loving God. I speak, to, I speak to many Christians who say, I don't like asking God for anything. What are you going to get if you ask for nothing? Ezekiel, nothing, nixni, nothing. Yeah, there's three languages there, English, Afrikaans, and a bit of Zulu or whatever that might be. So as I'm teaching this morning, I want you, the congregation, to ask God to give you a word. Because we're looking at the word of knowledge. To ask God to give you a word of knowledge. And at the end of the service, I'm going to give an example of a word of knowledge from a person in this congregation. And some biblical ones as well. You don't need to be scared. If you just ask, Lord, have I got a word for... Danny is very quietly. Danny said, yes, I'm happy to do that, Pastor. It's wonderful. I'm glad we're all obedient today. Remember, these gifts are given to the body to help people. That's what they're for. Okay, the word of knowledge. I've got a definition. You might have your own definition, but I just want to read this out. The revelation of God, of a God-given disclosure about people or situations that can't be gained by natural means. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of examples now. So in context, the early church, when the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2, the church was birthed. And these guys went around preaching and everything else. And all these uh, disciples got together with the apostles. They met one another's needs. They gathered together. We can see that in Acts chapter 4. But in Acts chapter 5, we see Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, sold some land and kept some money back and lied about it. So we're going to have a look at that right now. So if you've got your Bibles, please turn with me to Acts chapter 5. I'm going to read from the New King James. I'm going to read... Uh, from verse 3, Acts chapter 5, verse 3. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Look at that. You can lie to the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? The Holy Spirit is a person. He's not a force. He's an individual. He's the third person of the Godhead. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land of yourself? Because some of these people, these believers, these early believers, sold lands and came and laid the money at the apostles' feet. But Ananias and Sapphira sold land and kept some money back for themselves. How many of you know that's deceptive? You might have said, well, it's their land. Shouldn't they keep the money back for themselves? Verse 4. While it remained, was it, not in your, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. This is absolutely shocking, this verse, isn't it? Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. Maybe it would be a good time to take an offering right now. Someone, someone didn't come up to Peter and said, Hey, Peter, you know what Ananias did, don't you? No one grasped him up. You know what that means, don't you? No one told on him, right? No one ratted on him. The Holy Spirit revealed this to him supernaturally. That's what happened right there, right then. 
That's a word of knowledge. This was something Peter couldn't have thought about or conjure up in his own mind. The Holy Spirit revealed that to him, and he shared this with Ananias, and he died. He did the same thing with his wife, called her in, and the same thing happened. I know that's really, really shocking. If we have a look in the life of Paul, go to Acts 21, verse 10, if you've got your Bibles. That's great. I've got a little book at home, a little black book with, you know, Little tick boxes in. Did they bring their Bibles today? I've got all your names there. Danny did. He's frantically looking on his phone for the scripture. Steve's got a dirty, great big iPad. It's the size of a telly. Very discreet. So I'm picking on you today, Steve, but you're right. You can take it. So Paul was going to go travel down to Jerusalem. And in Acts 21 verse 10, we see this. And as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Now you might think, you know, he's a prophet, he's going to bring a word of prophecy. But I believe also that this is a word of knowledge for this guy, for Paul. When he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his hands and feet and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit. So we've got Agabus here, he's what? He's a prophet, but he's still a man, isn't he? Is that right? A man. He's just like you and me. He's a person. Is that all right? And he gets this belt and he ties it around Paul's hands. And he says, thus says the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit has spoken to Agabus and he wants to give Paul a message and warn him about going to Jerusalem. So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and delivers him into the hands of the Gentiles. See, the Holy Spirit warned this guy and see, God is going to use people. God is not just going to speak to every single person about every kind of thing. He uses ordinary people like you and me to pass on messages to others. Why is that? He needs us. He needs you. He needs me. Tell your neighbor, he needs you. Tell your neighbor the other side, he needs you as well. This was a word of knowledge given by Agabus, by the Holy Spirit. This is how God works. Say this. If God can use him, he can use me. As weak as I am, as frail as I am, as, as, uh, other words, what other adjectives could I use about? Broken, lost, as lost as we are, lost as a goose in a snowstorm. You know, Jesus said this about the coming Holy Spirit. Isn't this amazing? Scripture is, is fantastic, isn't it? And I know I've read this verse before. However, when he... Jesus calls the Holy Spirit He. We need to reverence the Holy Spirit. You know we can grieve the Spirit. Did you know that? If He's just a force, you can't just grieve a force. He's a person. And we can grieve the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. However, when He, the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. How many of us need guiding into all truth? There's a lot of, there's a lot of things out there on the internet. Aren't there? There's some good things and there's some things that will take you away from God. That's the world's narrative. Verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, comes... That's the wrong one. Uh, Why does it do this? It's the next part I want. Lovely. Lovely. Don't you love this? Technology is amazing, isn't it? It is really distracting, and I'm really sorry about that. Right. 
For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears. Isn't that amazing? The Holy Spirit will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Isn't that good? You don't need to go and look at your horoscope. Oh, I'm a cancer, whatever I am. Let's go and read my horoscope. Let's see what the stars tell me about my life today. That's a created thing. A star is a created thing, isn't it? Right? Do we want to worship the creator or the things that he's created? God is supreme above all. There's only one God, the living God. Amen? In three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit living in the, in, inside of us. And if we're sensitive enough to his leading, he will constantly guide and lead us. When you don't know what to do, when you don't know where to go, when you've got a problem that you can't face or you, you can't face on your own, you can ask the Holy Spirit to help you. He's the helper, isn't he? How many of you need comfort? All of us need comfort. He's the perfect comforter. You can put away your comfy blankets now. These little kids have their little, don't they, their bunny and their little security blanket, don't they? There's got to come a time when you've got to give that up. Sorry. You've still got yours. But that's okay. You're in a safe place, Steve. We're not going to judge you, mate. That's okay. How many of us have been warned, warned about danger ahead? How many of you gone? I'll never forget. We went to, I think it was my son's, uh, my son's bachelor party. We went down to Wales. A whole group of us went down to Wales. Some guys from the church came. Did you go, Mark? I can't remember. And uh, we were going to come back via the A4. And we were delayed in, we were delayed in going and, uh, you know, we, we left about 15, 20 minutes later. And then we heard of this massive great pileup on the M4. So we were able to go another way. I do believe with all of our heart that God delayed our going so that we could miss that. We've got to be sensitive to his leading every single day. You know, we don't have to have a theological degree to operate in these gifts that God really wants to give us. What about Jesus? If you want to go to John 4, verse 16 with me, let's go there, have a look at this in the life of Jesus. I love what you read today, Mark, in, in uh, Philippians, was it? Chapter 2 about Jesus, that he laid aside his deity. There's a lot of challenging thoughts about that, whether he still retained his power or whether he laid that aside and just operated through the Holy Spirit. That's what I believe, that he operated through the Holy Spirit. Because it wasn't until he was baptized that the Holy Spirit came and rested upon him and remained. Then he came out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. He hadn't done that before when he was a carpenter fixing Mark's dressing table or his table. He had to wait 30 years. 30 years, look at that. We think, we wonder why we have to be prepared for so long sometimes. Jesus had 30 years of preparation in his life for three and a half years of ministry. Don't despise the preparation. Is God preparing you right now? Still preparing you. He's still preparing me. We believe for greater things to come. Okay, let's have a look at this in the life of Jesus. Jesus, the disciples didn't go to Samaria because the Samaritans and the Jews didn't get on. And Jesus went out with the disciples, and he was tired and weary, the Bible says. And he sat by this well, and he said to the guys, right, guys, you go out and get me a Big Mac. You get what you want. Peter, you can pay for it. And I'm just going to wait here. And he meets this Samaritan woman by the well. 
And this is the story. Let's have a look at it. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have, verse 18, sorry. Lovely. For you have had five husbands. Woo, five husbands. And the one you now have is not your husband in that you spoke truly. This is a word of knowledge that Jesus, talking to this woman, saying that you just haven't had one husband, you've had five, and the one you're with now isn't your husband. I believe that's the word of knowledge. Did Jesus condemn her and said, you filthy, rotten, stinking sinner? Don't you know that's a sin? What did he do? He stayed in that village for days, and many came to Jesus. That's the attitude we should have when we meet people that are broken, that have got mess in their lives. Everyone's got mess. Anyone here that's not had any mess, come and pray. I'll come and pray for you after the service. Cast that lying spirit out of you. We've all, we've all had mess in our lives. And you know, if we're willing to give all to Jesus, everything, he'll take our mess. And make it good and not make it sound so bad. That was a word of knowledge. Let me share with, with you about a word of knowledge in the church. It wasn't in a church service. Steve and Heidi run, they're at the back, they're a lovely couple, the guy with the big iPad. <laughs> Size of a telly. Don't judge him though, that's all right. Um, we run an alpha every year. And what happens is we had, this particular year, we had two tables. I was on one table. Steve and Heidi were on another. And we were talking about something. Was it healing? I can't remember. Or prophecy. Or words that God gives you for other people. And she's on her table and she said, I've just got this, this word. Is there anyone on this table that's got a problem with their eyes? And everyone said no. And she probably thought, you probably thought, didn't you? Oh, gee, maybe I got that all wrong. And then someone said, why don't you ask them on the other table? And she came over and says, is anyone here got problems with their eyes? And I was suffering from blethoritis. I don't know why I take my glasses off. Uh, I was suffering from blethoritis. And it's a horrible thing with the eyes where they weep and they're sore and they're scratching. Horrible. And that was me. That's a word of knowledge. And she prayed for me. Uh, Alpha. Not in a church service where she was singing, holy, holy, holy. God just used her. Let's just close our eyes for a moment because I believe I've got a word of knowledge for somebody. And then what we're going to do, Mark's going to get ready with his microphone. And I want you to just really pray. Lord, have I got a word of knowledge for somebody or something? I believe there's someone here this morning who suffers from panic attacks. And those panic attacks are fueled by anxiety and fear. And one is fueling the other. The anxiety fuels and the fear fuels the panic attacks and vice versa. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but God wants to help you this morning and wants to sort that out. If that's you, just put your hand up. There's one person. Anybody else? I think there's more than one person. There's another one. That's two. Anybody else? That's three. See, God is speaking. If we're sensitive, that's a word of knowledge. And it doesn't make the person who's got it great. It makes God great. That he wants to choose and chooses to use people to help people, to set them free. And maybe that's something that you're embarrassed about. And you felt, 
I don't know how to overcome this. I believe you're here today not by accident and God wants to speak into your life and set you free from those panic attacks. They're not from God. So if I could just ask the prayer team, if you would quietly just get up, if that's okay, just go and pray for those people. It's Claudia, Steve, and this lady next to Joss. She just sensitively, that's okay. If that's okay, just over here. This lady next to Josh in the glasses. Again, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. And they're just going to pray for these guys. And maybe they'll help you and pray for you at the end of the service as well. Now, while they're praying for these people, if you've got this unction in your heart, something sort of stirring within, and you believe you have a word of knowledge for somebody, just put your hand up and Mark will come with the microphone, and you can just share what that word is. Let's be really sensitive. To this is to help people, to encourage them, and to build them up. Is that all right? It will just be like a bubbling within Your heart's pounding. You think you've got something. It's not to point out someone's wrongs in their life or anything like that. But just to reassure us that God is here. And God is interested in you and your situation. And he wants to set you free. Thank you, Heidi. Hold it close. I just have this um, feeling that somebody's got like a pain in their head. I don't know if this is physical pain or if this is like um, a mental issue or something going on here, but there's some pain in their head. And also somebody with um, pain in their heart, I'm not sure if this is like loneliness or feeling of brokenness, but somebody's got like this real heaviness on their heart. I've just got two pictures, one with somebody with holding their head, and somebody holding their heart. Thank you, Jesus. If that's you, just put your hand up and say, yeah, that's me. I really want to be sensitive today. There's no need to be afraid or scared. There's someone at the back right there. If someone would like to go, some of the prayer team would like to go and see Helen. Just sit with Helen and go and pray with her. God really wants to do some heart surgery and work in our lives and Sometimes people go through their lives with all these issues and problems and they never come to light until we actually, God shines a light on them and says, hey, this is for you today. God's brought you here for this reason today, to touch your life, to minister to you, minister healing and love to your heart right now, to your body. Anybody else? I think there's someone here that's got a problem with their right foot or toes. That's all I've got. Someone here that's got a problem with their right foot or their toes. Anybody, just put your hand out and say, that's me. Yep, there's someone there. Look. Let's have the prayer ministry team go and pray. And what I'd like to do after the service, if you still need more ministry, those people who've
put their hand up and responded to this, to just come forward. And these guys are here. They're sensitive to the leading of God and they'll just pray for your situation so that we can deal with this issue a little deeper than just in these few moments. I think Steve said that um, he's a mechanic and he said someone from Sudbury came today and had a problem with the washer bottles and she couldn't obviously see that so he helped her with the washer bottles and got her on the road is that right I think that could be diddly which is amazing yeah thank you father god that her washer bottles are unfrozen in Jesus name you know Jesus even is interested in the stuff that we have as well yes Cindy um, my heart is pounding and my stomach is churning and when that happens I know that God wants to move and I don't always know exactly what he's going to say or what he wants me to say. But I get an inkling that it, uh, someone here has um, children, um, either young or grown-up children, who have lost their way and it's, it's really heavy on, on their heart. And they long to be able to help them, support them, and they, they just not um, know, they just don't know how to. And it could be um, they've got in themselves into some trouble, or they have a mental health issue, or they, their relationships have, have broken down. Anyone with them? Um, yeah, God speaking children. to you about that with your children. You want your children to come back. Yeah, India there. That's great. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He won't just force his way into our lives. But he loves you so much that he cares for you so much. That he just wants to touch your heart this morning and just bring these things to the surface. Is there someone here as well that struggles in their identity, don't know who they are, they're still struggling. They don't feel worthy enough, don't feel holy enough, don't feel accepted enough. And I know that's a big ask. But if you're here today and that's you, just put your hand up and say, that's me. thing to admit isn't it because we feel people will judge us or look down on us that's not true God loves us so much you are worthy you are holy enough you are good enough thank you Jesus yeah there's someone here thank you oh, thank you Jesus let's just pray <clears throat> Father God, we thank you that your word is living and active. 
It will go out and accomplish that which you purpose it to do. It's incorruptible seed. It will grow into that which you purpose it to do. Father, thank you for these gifts of the Holy Spirit that you give to your body to help the body, to help those who are broken and lost and weary, tired, fed up. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've ministered today, I believe, in this, in this place, and you've touched people's hearts, their minds, their bodies even, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the release of your spirit in this place. That we would fellowship with you more, Holy Spirit, and, and ask, dare to ask, Lord, could you give me that gift so I can help others? I just want to ask a question. How's your relationship with Jesus? How is that? That's why the church exists, not just to have a service on a Sunday so we can sing and worship and have a message and have tea and fellowship afterwards. But Jesus came to save and seek and save those who are lost. This is the place where the lost can be found. So I'm speaking to you today. You've never made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life and you're here today and you'd like to do that. Just put your hand up and say, that's me. I need to make Jesus. I want to give Jesus a chance in my life. Just put your hand up and say, that's me, I need Jesus. Maybe you've, maybe you've tried Jesus. Maybe you've tried Jesus and you've been hurt by the church. The church should be the safest place on the planet where Christians meet and gather and they're all nice because it's full of broken people that need help. And maybe you tried church, you went to church, but you, you drifted away. But you're here today. You're not here by accident, friend. I believe God has drawn you here today for this very reason, to draw you back to himself. And if that's you and you want to recommit your life to Jesus, come on, be brave. Jesus died on a cross naked. His arms were raised for you. Would you raise your hands for him? Let's be brave in this season where lots of people go to church once a year to celebrate the birth of Jesus. He's no longer in the cradle. He's the warrior king who's coming back to take his church. Are you ready? Do you want to go with him when he comes? Do you want to be assured of that? Put your hand up and say, that's me. I need that reassurance that I'm going to go to be with Jesus when he comes for the church. Is that you today? Lift up your hands and say, that's me. I need Jesus. You know, friend, he's not going to judge you. He wants to put his loving arms around you and just draw you to himself. He's a loving God. He loves you. He died for you. So, for those who want to make Jesus the Lord of their life for the first time, just raise your hand up again so I can just see that. And some people are going to pray with you and just, just help you in your journey. Because this is a journey. Church is a journey. Where we get saved and then what do we do next? We get involved in a local church where they preach the gospel where they do altar calls, where they, they care for people, they look after people, they minister to people. I love them and encourage them in their, in their walk with God. Disciple them. 
So if you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, or you want to recommit your life to Jesus, again, just raise your hand so we can see it. And someone will pray for you. There's another person at the front here. And uh, we can pray. You know, sometimes as Christians, we can lose our way because of discouragement. And if you've ever been discouraged, you're in the right place today. If you need prayer, the prayer team will be here after the service. They've got lanyards on. They'll be at the front here. If you need prayer for anything, just come forward and they'll pray for you. Please do not leave this place today not being ministered to if you need ministering to. I'm going to close the service. We're going to have some tea and coffee, get some fellowship. We'll be available. Some members of the team will be available for you to talk to and pray with you. Father God, I thank you for the word of life. Thank you that the word of God renews our minds, renews our thinking. And Father, as we go right now, I thank you that you go with us, Lord. We're not leaving here alone. You go with us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Be with us this week, Holy Spirit, as we go out into our workplaces, into our schools, our colleges, and meet people that are broken and lost. Lord, just be with us. That your angels would encamp around about us, keeping us safe and free from harm until we can meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, if you need further ministry, you want guys, if you've been prayed for already, you still want to come forward to be prayed for, please do that. Our team will here to minister to you. Bless you as you go.